Hey, welcome everyone to Livestream Stars. Hope you're having a great Monday. I'm Ross Brand. And every Monday at 7 p.m., we showcase talented broadcasters delivering high-quality content uh, across live stream platforms. Today, my, go my guest is Jenny Mustafa-Julak, a.k.a. Coach Jenny, the Audacity Coach. And Jenny works with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people seeking a career change. Who, who else do you work with? You work with a lot of different kinds of clients, A lot right? of different people that are on the brink of something spectacular, whatever that looks like to them. That you provide them with a cathartic shove. You don't do so much of the, the pop psychology, new agey thing. You kind of no. kick in the pants, right? Is <laughs> that's, a, that's a really direct and simple way to put it, yeah? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, we met when you were uh, you speaking at NYU. I was putting together that, that event, and uh, I, I think that was like two years ago. And I know um, you, it was so well received. That's why I'm so excited to have you on. I think there's still people who are at that event who, who are still in touch with you, still part of your, your Facebook group, right? Yes, yes. That was an amazing event and uh, really devoted folks because it was a bunch of graduate <laughs> students who came out on a Friday evening to yeah, come to like a two hundred people on a Friday. Two hundred yeah. people on a Friday evening. It's pretty cool. So anybody so, that was there was somebody I wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> so people might think that blab is what you do, but actually, you as we're saying, you coach people. So what made you decide to bring bring yourself over to blab and dive in because you're doing what three shows a day two shows a day 10 shows oh, a week no. <laughs> it's pretty crazy <laughs> well is it really there's a lot of questions there but i i will unpack that i decided to come on blab because i was invited i was invited by aaron smith um she said hey guys you want to test out this blab thing I said, sure, what the heck's the blab? And I was also planning to test Periscope, and I understood it was the same thing. That's what I knew. The two new words, Periscope and blab. And I guess meerkat was a word, but I hadn't heard that one yet. And so I decided on a random day that I was going to test both. I would test Periscope in the morning and then show up to the blab that was happening with Aaron. And it truly was us just hanging out and getting to know each other and finding where the bells and whistles were. Um, but my first Periscope was horrid. <laughs> like, it was nice. I saw a bunch of friends, but I felt really uncomfortable. I couldn't get the video quite right. And I kept dancing around because it was on my phone. And it was it was just wonky. I didn't enjoy it. And then I got on Blab. And I was having a conversation with people. And forgetting my video was there. Because I'm looking at you right now. I'm looking right, at the, right. the cheap seats, as I call the chat on the side, right? I was looking at all these things and thought, oh, this is for me. This is what I've been looking for. This is Google Plus Hangouts perfected. I don't know how right, else to put right. it. It's Google Plus Hangouts perfected. Sorry, Google. But Blab really is that. Is this, this So this is your favorite social network right now, right? It's a tough one. It's a total toss up and an equal to Facebook groups. I'm still incredibly grateful to Zucky for giving me Facebook groups um, because without Facebook groups, I wouldn't have my Audacity Lab, which is truly my place of business. Um, and I originally came over to Blab to feed my Audacity Lab, which thank goodness they rhyme. How great is that? I but I came over here to create all this wonderful video for them and to give them more FaceTime opportunities, but quickly became addicted 
Yeah, Karen Graves says Google Plus and Periscope had a baby, which is kind of a cute way to put it. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, mm-hmm. And and the functionality is so much better than than Google Plus. Google's great. I always have to preface this because people think I'm knocking Google as a company, and they're great at so many things. They they do that search thing very well. You know, they do. I've heard. You know, Gmail and and a lot of different things. I love Android, but. The ease of use for uh, broadcasters, for people people um, participating, calling in, being in the cheap seats, as you would say, it's just so much easier. It's so user-friendly. Um, you don't have to a- email people links. Uh, everybody right. that you're talking to live is on the screen. It's an amazing, amazing platform. It is. And there's a few other upgrades that I would add to your list. One is there's only four humans at a time in the box seats. And right. you can control the number of humans. That's important because if you were ever on a Google Plus Hangout that had full seats of 10 people, you've got one or two people talking and eight or nine people doing this. You know, that that gets old quickly. The other thing is you can see all of them at the same time. It's not flashing up and down who's talking, um, which is really wonderful. And then the other thing is in Google Plus, at least the way I was using Google Plus Hangouts, and I understand there's other ways to use it that I never figured out, but... I didn't meet people there. I invited people I already knew there. Here I'm meeting people. Here is where I met the great Karen Graves, you know? I'm meeting all of these folks that I would not necessarily have met in other social media platforms. Yeah, people that I I maybe followed or were connected with on social media, I, I never really felt like I knew them until I talked to them on Blab or just watching them Blab and seeing them smile and hearing, you know, what their personality is and um seeing what they bring to the table live as opposed to, you know, the art of scheduling tweets and things like that. And it, it really brings people to life and you really feel like you're, you're building a connection with people. Tell me a little bit and, and everyone a little bit about the different shows you host and, and how, how they're different. Yeah. So I have one actual show that's a solo show where I interview people that are part of my community. Um, I saw a little bit earlier um, that we had Vicki Aubin on. She was one of my very, I think she was my very first person that I interviewed on that series called Level Up with Coach Jenny. I've interviewed Shoshana Simpson, who's here and Karen, who's here. It's a handful of people that um, are clients or colleagues of mine who have leveled up in their business in some way. And I wanted to pick their brains for my audience so we can shorten our learning curve. So I've been doing that Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that series wraps up at the end of this month. I also use Blab to do Audacity Lab Blabs, which I have to say slowly or I trip over it. Um, And the purpose of that is I'm taking my very best content, the conversations that have happened in the Audacity Lab, my free Facebook group, those conversations that have been really, really well received and had high engagement, I've brought those over to Blab to have that discussion live and in person. Facebook is awesome for engagement because you can have conversations and you can see all those conversations. But those conversations really become alive over here. And then the last series that I'm doing right now is I'm doing a series with the hashtag Hilda. Hilda is the name of a book that I'm writing. And um, those particular blabs, I'm being very transparent. If they have that hashtag, you are participating in book research right now. Um, So it's where I'm testing material and getting insight and collecting stories and curating ideas from participants of that particular series. That's interesting. I, I heard somebody on a blab last night. Um, Chris Ducker was on Robert C. Stern's blog, and he was talking about using Periscope um, to test ideas 
in fact, even language like headlines for blog posts and his call to actions and things like that and see what kind of response he got when when he was trying those out um, on Periscope. So it's kind of cool that you're doing the same type of thing on Blab. And what have you found so far? Is it has it sharpened your writing or is it made you change direction at all? In, in what it you has. It's dramatic. It's absolutely dramatic because when you're writing a book and you're kind of in your own head, which I recognize how meta that is considering I'm writing a book about the voice in your own head. Um, but when you're writing a book, it, that's and Hilda, it's, right? Hilda's Hilda, the voice. Right? That's okay. the name of the voice just in your in case head. People right? don't know who that is. <laughs> exactly. Right. When, it's just me and it's only one perspective on it. And while I'm going through my coaching notes to curate different stories and whatnot, it's such a, an isolating experience. And as an extrovert, I do best if I can bounce those ideas off of people. And of course I've been doing that. Um, I've been doing that with my team of people who are really closely um, committed to my business and my practice, but they've been hearing about Hilda for years. What's really great about utilizing Blab is I'm introducing Hilda to people every single day. Right now, somebody's probably learning that I name my inner critic Hilda, right? And because I'm able to talk about that to a fresh set of eyes, to new people with differing perspectives who don't know my coaching practice inside and out, I'm getting a whole nother layer of sophistication to the book. It really has been game changing. And the other thing I'm getting is stories I would never have thought of, non-entrepreneurial stories, because this is a self-help book, not an entrepreneur's book. And I want to make sure that it also is peppered with, with stories that are not specific to entrepreneurs. Right. And so one of the things that I, I've noticed you do that's very, I think, very innovative is you actually have your, your some of your coaching clients and people who are part of your community on Facebook ask you questions and you go off the record and actually help them work through an issue or discuss something that might be a little more sensitive. Can you explain how you, you use the off the record feature and how that works for people who may not who may not know? Absolutely. One of the things that is just so crucial is that you give up absolutely no um, features of Blab to go off the record or stay off the record. It just means you're not recording it and you're not going to share it later, which is really powerful because what I do really shoves people, right? It gets you emotionally uncomfortable. Sometimes you don't want to say that on the record, knowing that anything on the record is going to show up in my blog and is going to be shared in the Audacity Lab and is going to be part of my thought leadership, right? That becomes my my content. That doesn't mean you necessarily want to show up. So there's two ways that I'm using off the record. One, I'm completely borrowing from the fabulous Karen Graves, my thought leadership, <laughs> thought leadership playground partner. Um, and that is at the end of my blabs. I am turning off the record and staying on for another 15, 20 minutes, just in case anybody wanted to contribute to that conversation, but didn't want to do so on the air. And those conversations are really profound. And often that's where people go, you know, on a tangent, they'll ask questions about me or my practice. And that's really helpful. So I would throw out to every thought leader to please do that because that's where the best selling happens. And two, I offer a once a month event that's two hours completely off the record. It's called the Badass Jam Sesh, and it has no agenda. It has no um, no content that I'm I'm showing up to do. It's truly like open office hours. If I could have office hours or, you know, have everybody over to hang out with me at the pool, um, I would have everybody over. But, you know, my clients are all over the world, so we can't do that. So we use Blab, and it's really, really powerful. And have you seen an impact on on your business? Have you obtained new clients through people who've met you? In a blab? 
I have two clients, even though when I started Blab, my um, private coaching practice has been full. Um, I've invented a couple of new services so that I can support oh, the cool. folks I'm meeting on Blab. So I now have a one and done coaching session, the cathartic shove sesh that didn't used to exist before <laughs> Blab. And I started a new mastermind, uh, my Audacity Masterclass. I started a new cohort because there was a demand of people saying, I want to work in one of your groups. When's the next one? And I didn't have an answer for that. I wasn't planning on creating that. Um, so absolutely. The other thing is at the end of all my Labs, the call to action I've had since I began a little over 100 days ago was to join my Audacity Lab. Now, that thing has existed for two years, and I love it. I am very proud of it. But when I started on Blab, it was just under 500 people, and now it's well over 600. That's a massive growth spurt, and it's all contributed to the fact that I've been hanging out on Blab meeting people. That's awesome. Before we, we move on to, to another subject, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about um, the Thought Leaders platform, because that's mm -hmm. really where you sort of stepped out of the coaching role, although you're coaching, but that's really all about Blab. And that's really something that, that anyone who's interested in improving their skills on Blab or being um, better at using it for their business or or, or Mon even monetizing it should really stop by because we talk in, in, in that you and Karen, especially about all the different things you can do to make your blab better. Mm -hmm. Well, and thank you for that. Thought Leaders Playground is the best darn thing ever. Karen Graves and I met here on Blab. We otherwise probably wouldn't know each other. We became fast buddies because both of us challenge each other in the right ways and we're quite different from each other. And yet we have a lot of similar values when it comes to thought leadership. And we showed up to Blab individually as a place to stretch our thought leadership and quickly found that it is the best playground Ever for that. It is the perfect place to test your material. It's a perfect place to demonstrate what it is you do and let people see it in action without having to sign up for a one-on-one -on -one, um, sample session or discovery sesh, right? There's no barrier to entry. So Karen and I kind of, we ran into each other. We showed up to each other's blabs. Then we realized we were scheduling blabs at the same time, which we will never do again, you know, because we couldn't go to each other's blabs and it upset Alma. So we finally were like, you know, we should just have a meeting. And we sat down our first conversation. We're like, how are we going to collaborate? The other thing that was really fascinating to us is even though we weren't experts at Blab and we don't purport ourselves to be experts at Blab, the only experts of Blab are the guys who are making Blab. But there were people that were hiring us and scheduling coaching sessions to help them with their blabs because Karen and I were really brazen enough to think that we could figure it out as we go. People were looking to us for some support and we decided to provide that support with a little more structure. So Thought Leaders Playground is a once a week blab that happens 430 Eastern on Tuesdays. And it's also a Facebook group because the first time we did an event, there was a demand for a Facebook group. And we have no idea what it will evolve to, but we do have some tricks under our sleeve. And one of the great things for people who might be interested in hosting a Blab, if you have certain concerns or certain things you're, you're worried about or uh, questions with the technology, you'll find like everybody else has or a lot of other people have the same questions too so you get to re you get to really by listening to other people you often work through things that you're wondering about the platform and it's it's just great and i started using the simple live press that you uh, had recommended yeah. on the last show so I, I absolutely love that it's uh, it's an app that takes your blab and puts it right on your website 
and all your comments become uh, comments to your, to that blog post. So it counts really in, in Google's indexing as though 100 people came to your uh, website and commented, right? It's pretty amazing. So all the, everything that's happening in the chat goes into the comment section of your blog, of your blog. I always get blab and blog. If I try to say the same word, it becomes blob. Um, because it's a WordPress plugin. So if you have a WordPress um, site, you can do that. And um, I still have never signed up for the affiliate. And I don't know that I will. I think it's way too good to take a cut of. I'm just really pleased that somebody created that. The app is called um, Simple Live Press. And again, it's not an app. I'm saying the word app. That is wrong. It's a WordPress plugin. I apologize. It's a WordPress plugin. Simple Live Press. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. So you've been on Blab, but uh, you've you've recently crossed the 100 days mark, right? Yes, so what are some congratulations? Thank you. <laughs> what are some What are some takeaways from your first 100 days on Blab? Mm. Uh, the first one is that when you start, people are not going to show up, and you have to get over that. <laughs> so <laughs> one of the things that often I hear is people say, "I want to do a Blab." I came to your Blab, and there were like. 18 people there and you had had 56 views or whatever. And I, and I always repeat, yeah, but that was my 56th blab, not my second. Right. right so right. one is showing up a lot. Um, two, it's not always about hosting. If you're hosting, but not participating in other people's blabs, you're missing out on the power of this thing. It's not just about you grabbing the microphone. It's also about showing up and supporting other folks, um, as well as contributing to those conversations if you have a really powerful, substantive, original contribution to make without showing up and be like, hi, I'm here to sell my thing because that's kind of a D-bag move, right? Um, Plus you learn a lot. You learn a lot from the shows. I mean, it's a tremendous source of information. It's like taking a, a class without paying to just stop by Blabs and, and listen for an hour. It's so true. And I can't imagine hiring anybody um, that I haven't met on Blab at this point, because here on Blab, I get to see people do what they do. I get to see them demonstrate their work. And so it, it's wonderful. It's like um, a free infomercial for thought leadership, um, which is really incredibly powerful. And then the last thing I would say is that Blab is in beta. It's yes. in beta. They're still tinkering with this thing. And we need to be incredibly grateful of that. Um, I hear people whine about, oh, there's a change. You know what? They're playing with it. And like Sean says, who's the VP or the president, he says, you know, it's in beta. We'll play with it as much as we want to. And I applaud that audacity. I think that's right. awesome. And um, that's one of the other things we're, Karen and I are doing is we're trying to stay on top of all of those changes as much as we can so that we can shorten the learning curve for other people because it, it's a lot. Sometimes you come to Blab after Thanksgiving, how many things changed, right? Um, but it's very, it's very exciting. We're going to open up the seats shortly for, for call-ins. And please also feel free, uh, if you can't hop on the screen, to uh, type your question in chat box slash Q and, and then type your question and it'll show up and we can, we can address it. Mallory has a question. She said, I never experienced uh, Google Hangouts, but is Blab completely eclipsed? Um, or invalidated Google Hangouts, or is it still being used? And um, as uh, I think Kristen had typed in, in in the chat box, people still use it primarily for private three, four, five people want to get together and not just be off the record, but have the room closed completely so nobody else can join. I think that's still a very valuable service uh, of Google+. Plus. 
But when you compare Hangouts on Air, where people don't know whether they're in the room, they're not in the room, <laughs> what's going on, um, I, I do think Blab, what do you think? I think Blab is far ahead at this point. I agree. I think for all public streaming, um, Google Plus Hangouts streaming doesn't seem necessary, especially since you can one of the things that made Google Plus Hangouts so great is you could put it onto YouTube. Well, you can put these onto YouTube as well. So um, there really is no barrier there. However, that said, I still use Google Plus Hangouts for now um, for my group coaching because for group coaching, I'm able to do those private rooms and create a Facebook, I'm sorry, a Facebook, create a YouTube video that's specifically only openable by the participants of that private coaching. Um, and to my knowledge it's still the best out there the best free service that's out there right. again certainly pay for other services um but that's more than what i need i don't need that much sophistication so we talked about um looking back at your first 100 days what do you see um going forward any predictions for 2016 or any thoughts on what lab should be doing or what what opportunities there are for people any just any thoughts on on where blab can go um in 2016 well, I can speak specifically to Blab for thought leaders, because one of the things that that Blab does is Blab gives a forum for a lot of different things, um, which is really wonderful. Blab has allowed me to meet some folks to practice my sign language. You know, um, it's, it's very cool like that. But for thought leaders, what I predict is that everybody's going to catch on. Everybody's going to notice all those blabbers over there, which is a very small number of humans right now. All those blabbers over there are having way too much fun and getting a big piece of the pie. So I really recommend to anybody who's sitting back and going, you know, one day I'm going to get the nerve to go there. I'm just going to watch 50 more blabs before I host my own. Stop waiting. Put yourself out there. Make the mistakes. You can delete or hide any recordings that you don't like to see. Um, just get over it and put yourself out there because I imagine based on the astronomical growth that we've seen just in these hundred days that I've been here and just since it came out earlier this spring um, that we're really just getting warmed up over here on Blab. Um, a few things. Blab isn't does not have a few features that I kind of hope they don't add, um, but I know a handful of thought leaders disagree with me. One is the ability to show slides and other videos and stuff. I know there's some hacks no. of when you can do that. <laughs> You can buy third party stuff, but if Blab doesn't make it, I don't do it because that takes away from what it is, which is this wonderful uh, sit around the table together with a bunch of people hanging out by the wall. It's a party. It's awesome. Um, so Blab has said that type of function is coming. See, I don't really want that because I feel like then instantly Blab's going to shift to a more... Um, Go to meeting. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like that. But I get that a lot of people want to use this as a webinar platform. So um, I probably won't use that very much. Um, the other thing that I hope Blab sticks to is creating more offline community, some in-person stuff. I know that they had a meetup up in San Francisco that I couldn't make. I was so disappointed. Um, and I'm hoping that that kind of community will continue because based on the handful of friendships that I've made from the people I've met here on Blab and taken outside of Blab and connected with, um, the quality of people here is is unlike any other. And I would love to see that happen more. Mm -hmm. Would it be crazy to say that um, a Blab with... 15, 20, 10 viewers, the connection you make is stronger than through content you post on other so social networks with perhaps hundreds to thousands to tens of thousands of people who may see your content but likely 
had, I mean, I, I think the strength of and depth of the connections that you make on this platform are more important than the numbers on other platforms. Oh, I definitely agree with that. I mean, for me, it's about quality and substance over numbers. Now, it depends on your business model. If your business model is to sell a million widgets to make your million dollars because they're all a dollar, then yes, numbers is going to be really volume, important. Volume, to you, volume, right? right? <laughs> but for most thought leaders like myself, who are coaches and speakers and authors, we're not so obsessed with the numbers. We're really obsessed with the quality. And for my coaching practice to be book solid, I'm talking 15 humans right? 15 humans at any given time. And at any time at this point in my career, I need one or two new clients. It is much more effective for me to have a conversation with 15 people here highly engaged than to shout from the rooftops at 3,000 Twitter followers. Um, it, it's, there's no comparison at all. It's as powerful, and this is the surprise to me, that this particular live streaming platform is as powerful as a live workshop in converting to real customers. Um, so it's the first social media platform I've experienced that does that as well as my live workshops. Vicki, did you wanna come on and ask a question or join us? Please. And uh, while we are waiting, um, Robin mentioned that as, as much as Blab connects people in real life, real life is still the strongest. And I, I mean, I agree a hundred percent. A lot of times I try and push people who are like social media only with their connections and really trying to take things to the next level just to make a phone call or meet for coffee. Well, this mm -hmm. is probably at least as good as a phone call because you're seeing the person's face. You're talking to them directly. Um, it's still not as good as meeting probably in person for coffee or something like that, but it's getting closer. I mean, it's becoming more like dealing with people in real life as opposed to behind an avatar. Well, and here's the thing about that. I have a I have a personal um, like loathing of that hashtag in real life or IRL because that diminishes what this is. I promise you, this is real life. Right? Like what you see is what you get. This is a real conversation. All of these lab conversations are real. I totally agree that going outside of this public view where, you know, I have the coach Jenny hat on and now let's just get to know each other as individuals without an audience. That's really right. powerful. Um, but I haven't physically met in real life Karen Graves yet because she lives on the other coast. Uh, but to say that our connection and, and the time we're spending isn't real life is offensive. So um, as well as with everybody else, right? Um, it's very rare that you meet somebody in real life first um, when you're in this social space anyway. Um, so I think we should do away with that particular phrase and shift to, you know, private connections and public connections. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, let's do a few quick, uh, quick hits. Um, something I like to call best and worst. Uh, okay. What do you see as the best or, and uh, what do you see as the worst trend in live streaming right now? Um, the best trend in live streaming is, is showing up and demonstrating what you do and practicing what you do and getting better and better at what you do. I think that as thought leaders, we need to work on our craft at all times. I'm always looking to work on my craft. I'm coming up on 10 years and I feel like I'm just getting warmed up. So I think that live streaming really allows us to do that. Um, the, the worst trend in, um, in live streaming, in my opinion, is trying to mash up live streaming 
where you're watching a blab and somebody's also periscoping and they got their meerkat here and you're watching like they're talking to five different types of audiences and they're listening to three blabs and that trend where we're trying to be everywhere all the time doesn't work. I really want to push everybody. Thank you. I really want to push everybody to select the platform that you're best at in this moment and is best for this piece of content or this particular interaction and utilize it. And if you want to use the other, the other things, make sure you do that too. Um, but pick one. And I agree with Sandra. If I can have a second, a bonus to the bad thing is the, the icky selling, right? The, the D bag selling, as I call it, where it's straight out of, yeah, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> Cause that, that's not, that's not cute. Right. Right. Um, best and worst social media advice you've heard. Ah, the best social media advice I've heard is to actually connect with everybody on a human to human level and be authentic, right? The worst social media advice I've ever heard is to make sure you don't follow too many people so that you, the number of followers you have is higher than the number of follower, like the number of people you're following, because that makes you look like Ashton Kutcher. I think that's really crappy, crappy things. Yeah, that's anyway. one of my biggest pet peeves or things I've never understood because I feel like, you know, social is all about reciprocity. So if somebody follows you, mm -hmm. you know, obviously if they're a spam account, if they're posting inappropriate things or the something on your feed, you, you pass. But if somebody has, is making a reasonable effort to, you know, engage socially, why not follow them back first? And rather than evaluate, oh, is this person worth following? You know, like that kind of mentality is what really misses out on a lot of a lot of opportunities i think but it's it is too well, prevalent and i understand yeah. people who you know who are famous if you have a million and a half followers you can't possibly follow everybody back it would be ridiculous right but if you have 500 followers or a thousand followers or even 10,000 followers and your goal is to say have less than to be following less than 100 people you you're really saying to people, it's not worth your time following me because I'm never going to interact with you. So you're, you're, you're closing the door on business. But uh, this yeah, is my, it, like I don't understand when people do that. And it doesn't make, really make a lot of sense from well, a business I perspective. The, I actually got the advice once um, from a social media guru I did not hire um, that I needed to unfollow 100 people a day so that I could get that number down of the number of people I was following. Um, which I find really appalling. You know, I unfollow somebody if they've wronged me, but I have no reason right, to right, unfollow right. people otherwise. So, yeah, I find that really interesting. You know, like on a platform like Pinterest, which isn't really social at all in terms mm -hmm. of like you're not really interacting with people. You're just looking at, at images and deciding whether you want to repin it or if it's interesting, whatever. If somebody hasn't been active in two years, I might decide just to unfollow them, to unclutter my my followers so I can <laughs> focus. But I don't understand it on Twitter where like people are active and you go, hmm. I, I think I need to just drop off 100 people, good or bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Because okay. if I see somebody's got like a, a thousand followers and only follows back a hundred people, I'm going to say, why should I follow? Because that person's obviously sending out the message. They don't really want to interact with a lot of people. So I'm figuring why, bo why bother, right? Because the idea is supposed to be to build some type of rapport. I mean, unless they're just producing off the wall, great content that you can't find, you know, somewhere else. But um, Well, the other thing is it's, it's an obsession with the numbers. I right. am not impressed or obsessed with numbers. They don't do it for me. Um, they never have. And so that's probably made me not the greatest 
uh, coach in the world, a businesswoman, because I'm not obsessed with getting 10,000 subscribers by Tuesday. Um, but it just doesn't do it for me. I'd much rather have my marker of success, not a number of followers, but my marker of success is the impact that I made with a particular human. And, you know, to get a, to get one DM on Twitter or on Facebook saying, Coach Jenny, earlier today on your blab, when you said this, this is the change I took. This is what's happened in my life. This is what I've chosen to do. I can live off of that for a month. That works for me because that person is now a, is going to be a long-term ally of mine and eventually potentially a client, but that's secondary. The key is I made an impact. And Kristen Cardis makes a great point about somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, who's got probably over a million followers. Yeah. But but before he had, I don't know, 100,000 or 200, he was following, not only following people back, but he was staying up like, you know, till two in the morning, writing back to every single person who sent him a tweet. So, you know, once once you cross the 200,000 mark or whatever, then you can think <laughs> about, okay, I can't honestly engage with every single person that would like to engage with me anymore. Right. But, if, you know, if you're under 20,000 followers and you just think you're too important to follow somebody back, you're eventually going to start losing people who are who are of value to you or just good relationships and things. It's just not a good way to go about. I just don't understand. Like, if you want somebody to walk into your store, why do you say, like, well, I don't think you're good enough to follow, but you're good enough to spend $100 in my store, right? I mean, it just yeah, doesn't make absolutely. sense from a, from a business standpoint. So um, let, let me go one more, one more question, um, and then I, I would love to get a call in if we can. Um, best and worst thing about hosting a show on Black? <laughs> well, I'll start the opposite. Worst thing is trolls. It's just trolls. It sucks. The fear of trolls suck. Um, I, I feel like the prettier girls have more trouble with this than I do, which is, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm really sorry. Um, but, you know, guys that come on and say really crude, awful sexual things or um, the gifs that are inappropriate and not being able to delete them quickly enough. And it's very distracting. So that's the worst part of it. And unfortunately, I don't understand why it's part of the social media landscape. And um, for now, we have to continue xing them out and blocking them. And um, I know that Blab is doing absolutely everything they can to manage that. So I appreciate that. Um, all right, they're always going to be a part of the internet. Like we're never going to be able to, to get rid of them. I love that we call them trolls though, by the way. Um, and then what was, the, <laughs> I apologize. I lost the question now. Oh, no worries. Um, best and worst thing about hosting a show on Blab. So the worst about thing is the trolls. What, what would you say? The, worst. the best thing we probably covered, but if there's something else uh, you have, go, go ahead and fire away. Yeah. I mean, the best thing about hosting a show on Blab is it's the one place on social media where you actually do the opposite of the word blab. It's the one place where a thought leader can shut up and listen. Um, right. So that's my favorite part about it is that my job isn't necessarily to be running my mouth all the time. It's to actually shut up and listen, to ask the question and see what other people think about the ideas that I'm, that I'm cur currently sitting with. Um, and that's more powerful than any other platform. Welcome Cliff. What's uh, your question? Well, I just, I got some comments. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yes. we can hear you great. Love oh, you. super. Okay. Hi, uh, <clears throat> Coach Jenny. How are you? Uh, I'm we fabulous. How are you? Ross, we've seen each other before. Um, I, I This is a great conversation. I, I wish I was here a little bit earlier, I think, um, because what's going on with live streaming, I think what you hit <clears throat> nail on the head, uh, Jenny, is 
this is finally where technology is caught up and brought back the conversation, the art of conversation. Um, and one of the things that really struck me when you were asking um, Jenny Ross about uh, what uh, is it kind of annoying and what's 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 irking you on live streaming or just on social media right now. Um, it, one thing that's irking me is is periscopers um, doing two, three, four periscopes a day for three, four or five minutes a piece. It's driving me nuts. I'm, I'm defollowing de them. Um, there's no real value. Uh, and even if there was, it becomes an annoyance, right? I'm looking at it just, I'm like, oh, man, in the middle of something. And uh, you look up, oh, it's a three-minute thing about the same thing they talked about last week or last, <laughs> hours yeah. ago. It, it, it's more of an annoyance, right? And <clears throat> and I don't see that on blab. You're not seeing somebody blabbing every 10 minutes. If they are social and they're hanging out with the friends or whatever, they're doing some work while they're blabbing. <clears throat> but I, I'm really excited um, for, and every time I get in, in this, in the blab and somebody asks these questions, I get excited about humanity and what we, what we've done with technology has not been the best thing, uh, that I've seen up until now. What we can do on a blab type platform is actually have the conversations that are not about, are not about necessarily work or trying to sell something or trying to convince somebody to do something. Uh, it's, it's more about making those connections, right? Um, that we've been talking about here, that you guys have been talking about, that we can't do uh, on the phone. We have not, and I, I was a recruiter for 15 years, so I know the nuances of phone work and listening and becoming a really good listener, listening to breath. And most people don't have that. And even if they did, we've got the ability to see like, oh, Ross is rolling his eyes at uh, Jenny while she's not. <laughs> Always. Uh, or your hand is doing this versus this versus the knuckle uh, by Bill Clinton. Uh, you don't have that. And and the ability to see it and have it four seats at a time, uh, along with a sideline to watch what else is going on there, uh, is phenomenal. I mean, we do we do um, a couple of shows, and I'm looking to put together, I did a little help on Nerd World the last two weeks on Wednesdays <clears throat> with John Preto and company. Um, and it's a lot of fun. We can we can actually have some fun here, yet make those connections and find the authenticity in the people we seek. And we can find our tribes and people who like us and will then really follow us. I, I don't like, I've never been a social media guy. Uh, I'm a technologist because I help people in the technology zone stay safe in the digital world for their family and small business. But, uh, you know, I'm transitioning more to help groups like probably you do, Coach Jenny, um, and individuals and, and have people come together. Uh, there was a really interesting blab today with... Um, I try to find his name. I wrote down like 10 things that he said, which is really rare for me to do. Uh, and as somebody who, who's been on a main TED talk, um, I'll, I'll get his name up in here in a minute. Um, and uh, just phenomenal speaker, but he had so much to say and he was so authentic in terms of the way he, and people throw authenticity around a lot today, but um, th this transcends all of the word authentic. Oh, I'm authentic. Somebody actually said that on a Periscope the other day. I'm like, who says that? You know, I'm an authentic guy. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to hear this. Well, I, I wanna... around here, do you, you always hear, I'm working on my authenticity. That's my favorite phrase, actually, is when people are working on being authentic. That's even better. Um, <laughs> you know, if you got to work on it, there's a problem there. As soon but, as I find my true self, I'll, I'll step into it on, on well, black. Look, so I'm going to be artificial. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I'm the first guy to talk about uh, connecting your heart and your mind. But if you got to bullshit somebody through it, 
or come up with some tricks and tips and whatnot. Now, that's not to say people are not all comfortable on the camera, right? Um, sure. I'm okay. Jenny's okay. Ross, you're, everybody's okay here. But, you know, some people would rather stay on the side or they're not going to be comfortable on this platform. They're just not comfortable in front of the camera. I wasn't comfortable in, the camera, in front of the camera six months ago. I started here about 100, well, less than 100 days ago or so, but I've got that ability to come across. And people pick up on that and they say, okay, he seems like you know, he's comfortable. For the but a lot of people aren't. So this can be a tough platform for some people to show up, right? So yeah. you can't just go over somewhere where it's been a one-way conversation and bring them to blab and expect them to pop on the camera. But you have to let them know. And this is one thing I've heard a lot from people. I can't get my people over here. Well, you got to tell them, look, you don't have to be on camera. It's the same thing as a yeah. periscope, whatever. Well, so the they, key they to that is, is to share the replays. So when I started on Blab, I knew Aaron. <laughs> I knew nobody was over Nobody I knew was over here. But I was in love with it instantly. And I mm -hmm. dragged my community over here. And I dragged them every single day. I made a commitment to myself because I take Fridays off for myself. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I would do at least one Blab. And I do between one and three blabs, substantive blabs, not these 10 minute deals you were right. talking about, right? At one hour blabs every single day. And they're, they're different topics and different ways that I do that, right? But I wanted to make sure that I was showing up consistently and sharing the replay over there. So people would see in that replay, hey, look, there were four people that came on the entire time. But there were 30 people that participated in that conversation. So that's less scary. It makes it less scary. I think people are afraid of Blab too and other social media things because we're just up to here with the social media things. You know, how many how many people have told me, oh, Jenny, you got to be on Periscope. Cliff, you open when you got on here and you're like, oh, the beep, the beep. I listened to that beep for about two weeks and then I deleted the app. I was like, and I'm out. Um, I did four whole periscopes and talking to the magic mirror didn't do it for me. Uh, it, it's just not my thing. And I couldn't listen to all the bleeps and bleeps and bleeps. I so, turned off notifications after like a day. It was crazy. <laughs> right. But then because it's not pre-scheduled, you wouldn't know. And it's just not, it's never worked for me. And I know there are thought leaders that are really killing it on Periscope. Yeah. and. God bless them. I hope that, that it continues to be great for them. But it's about figuring out where you are going to do your best work, where you're going to shine. And to drag your folks over so that they receive content and support doesn't mean you have to put them in the seats. I think if you want to be effective, and I've never done a, a Periscope, and I'm sure at some point I'll try it just to see how it goes or whatever. But I think the best ones and they're, they're often few and far between, but the really good ones are where somebody has an objective ahead of time. Like they're going to answer a question that people have, like, mm -hmm. how do I host a show on Blab? Right. And they, they even break it down to like three things you need to know to get started or something. And they just work through talking to you almost, you know, not not scripted, but but with a with sort of an outline in mind. And that's it. They get in, they get out, they provide some value, 10 to 15 minutes maximum. Five minutes is even better if they can do it in five minutes. They don't keep telling you, like, tap for more hearts. They don't say, <laughs> hey, guy, hey, bro, hey, girl, like 700 times to every single person that joins. You know, they don't try and keep it going for an hour just to get the most hearts and, you know, win some kind of competition. And that, yeah. that I think, is what the weakness of of blab is is that i mean of, of periscope is that sort of gamification aspect that yeah there's no game it. here right like i don't even know what these 
these props mean, but they don't exist as soon as you get off the air, right? I mean, Correct. I no love storehouse, that. You know, my my blab. If I get more props than somebody else, my blab doesn't show up higher in the in the in the list or anything like that. It's just whatever. It's a nice way for to say to somebody you're enjoying what you're watching, but that's right. it. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. and I think that's good. And, and I'm not a Periscope fan. And again, the only Periscope, I, like Mitch, the lawyer does some nice Periscopes and they he have con- some great stuff there. Right. And, and he's got good content and he's, and he could be talking about a soccer team and uh, that he, his kids that he goes to. And what he's talking about there was uh, getting caught in conversation and, and agreeing to uh, spending 15 minutes and missing out on his kid's game with somebody. Um, and he, and he says, I learned from that and I want to share that. And that's, that's good stuff. Um, when you're just coming on to say, Hey guys, I'm here. And, and you're like, you say chattering through who's, Oh, hi Cliff. Hi, hi Ron. That, that's just annoys to me. It's just noise and it's burning my it time. It reminds me, it reminds me of, um, the Waltons, you know, good night, Mary Ellen. Good night, John Boy. Yeah, it just John never Boy. So, flipping ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's good morning, John Boy. <laughs> but what, <laughs> I know what they're doing. What they're trying to do is acknowledge who's coming. And and it's nice that people feel part of it. But what's great about Blab there is everybody's part of it. There's not a thousand people or 300 people coming in a room in three minutes. Um, and uh, they they come in and they hang out. They talk. If they want to say something, they can on the side um, and be part of it if they want to jump in a seat. And it, it's all very organic and holistic for me. And that's why I like this platform. Not only can I make eye digital contact with you guys, whoever comes in the seat, but you can um, you get a sense of who we are. And if we want to see each other in the future, we'll follow each other. And and then if we're doing shows or whatever, um, uh, that, that's I, I've got a great thing. Roberto Blake is here. He and um, Amy Schittauer, uh, Schmittauer were doing <laughs> Schmittauer. <laughs> Sorry, it's Amy. A fam- it's a family show. Um, <laughs> Amy Schmittauer. We're doing it. Uh, just a blab. It was a great blab. And I popped in at the end. Uh, I think it was after the done recording. And I was telling, uh, talking to them about awareness brings confidence and clarity. And he liked that so much. He changed the name of the end of it. And it actually got caught and, uh, and it went out to 50, 60,000 people just because of like two other people who retweeted it. Um, I've never been in front of 50, 60,000 people, maybe in an audience someplace in a game or something. Um, but they certainly didn't know my name. So that was kind of cool. And, and it was really nice to connect with them and, uh, and make that connection. I would have never met them, right, or you guys, uh, if it weren't for Blab. I would never meet you on Periscope. Yeah. You may show up. You may be part of my tribe. We may have a conversation. But I would never get the sense uh, uh, about who you are, what you bring to the table, uh, your authenticity or whatever, uh, your genuineness, which people usually don't talk about. Um, and that's important to me. And, and until this, it's, it's, it's no Facebook, very little. I do very little anywhere on social media. And uh, timing is perfect. This is exactly what I needed at the right time for me my too. business to shift over into where I need to go. Have so, you, Co- Coach Jenny, have you thought about, because I, I feel this is an acceptable use of Periscope, even though we try, we don't want people to come on to blab and self-promote and just say, you know, watch me here, watch me there, right? We want them to come on and bring some value. But I, I think it would be great if you, for instance, had a following on Periscope and you hopped on like a half an hour before your blab and said, hey, I'm going to be talking about such and such. Here's why you should you should watch. It's like, yes, it's promotional. And obviously the idea is to drive people over. But it's also giving some value in that, you know, if I'm messing around on Periscope, right, all of a sudden I know about something that might be of interest. And I actually appreciate that. And, 
there, there are times that, you know, I can't stand promotion, but I actually think that if people hop on Periscope for a very short time, just to tell you, here's what I'm going to be doing today, or here's what I'm doing in 10 minutes or whatever on, on Blab, I do think that's, that's a nice way to sort of teach what you're doing and use that platform to sort of introduce yourself and get more viewers. And I do feel like you're not only self-promoting, but you are doing a service at the same time. So I feel that that that's actually, to me, a much better use of the platform than an hour of tap it up for some hearts. I think that's <laughs> well, phenomenal. Give it up for me, cheer me. So yeah. I, I was thinking like maybe even next week or whatever, I would try that, like just get on for like, uh, you know, five minutes or two minutes and say, this is what, you know, Roberto Blake is going to be my guest tonight. And, and this is what we're going to talk about. You should join. Mm-hmm. You should join us because, you know, he's great with YouTube. He's got a huge following. He does graphic design. What Like, it, it, I think it's it's giving people a chance as opposed to hear something that they might be interested in, as opposed to the, the shameless self-promoting that goes on. Like, you know, in 30 seconds, this deal is gone. So please, you have to order my book now because it, in, in 30 seconds, it won't be five cents. It'll be $700, right? But wait, there's more. Yeah, wait, all of that. More. You yeah, also so get the Rob, first 10 people also get <laughs> I have definitely considered it many, many times because I've heard many, many other thought leaders do exactly that, where they'll go over and they basically do a commercial for their upcoming blab. So it's like I'm doing a quick little commercial over here and then I'm coming over here to actually do the show. It's almost like, please switch to, you know, switch over to TNT. I'll be on TNT in a moment. Um, and, And that totally makes sense to me. I understand it. But I haven't needed it because where I'm posting is where I already have an audience. Um, And so I am building an audience here on Blab and that's my sole focus. So as somebody who's really trying to make sure I'm focusing only on the essentials, um, I'm building my community at the Audacity Lab, but that's a highly engaged community. That's where I'm posting that upcoming at the top of the hour commercial is over in the community that's already actively listening to me. And then I also, of course, tweet it out, but mostly because Twitter and Blab are married together. Um, I had kind of forgotten about Twitter until Blab came along and now I'm like, oh yeah, Twitter, it's lovely. Um, But beyond that, those are the three social media platforms I want to focus on and I want to do them right. I know that you do a great job with with Facebook groups. And so I want to ask you something because Cliff had mentioned, you know, not spending a lot of time on Facebook. And every day I post something on on Livestream Universe Facebook page. And Mm -hmm. unless I share it on my own personal account, I'm literally getting like two to five views or something because of the way the algorithm is now that if you don't pay for it, you know, to promote it and boost it. So. I mean, I feel like it's an obligation. Like if you have a Facebook page and you're doing, you have a website or you're, you're doing anything in the public, you have to put out content every day on your Facebook page. But I'm starting to think that's like a half an it's hour. Optional. I'm never getting back, right? It's optional. <laughs> Let me just start down. You can't go to my Facebook page because I don't have one. Right. I did have one because you're supposed to have one. Um, and I hated it for the same reasons you just listed. So I unpublished it. Um, once in a while I see it because it's over there in my feed reminding me that it still exists. Um, and I'll look at it. It'll be like, Hey, my upcoming thing in 2014. I'm like, wow, it's been a while since I looked at that thing. Right. Um, but the Facebook page, because of everything you just described has become a pay to play experience. And, um, that never really worked for me. 
like you're saying, the Facebook group is completely different. A Facebook group is something you opt into, especially a group that is closed or private, right? Where you have to opt in and decide to be there. And when you don't want to be there anymore, you leave. It's wonderful, right? So your participation is completely um, voluntary. And because it's part of your personal world, when I post something there, you can decide if you want to get notifications from friends, from everybody, or highlights, or none from that particular group. My favorite part is, though, that you go back to groups. When I like a page, I'm like, oh, I went to a restaurant in San Francisco this week, and I'll like their page because it gave me a discount. Yay. Or a friend I invited never... you, and you said, oh, I want to support my sure. friend, so I'll click like and then never see really the notifications. <laughs> right. But then I never go back to that. When I join a group, I'm deciding to become part of that community. And so as part of that community, that space is safe. Here's the other thing that's really key. As a coach, I ask some not none of my business kind of questions. And those questions ask you to be vulnerable and share bits about you. If you share and you respond in that Facebook group, the only people that can see that are the participants of that Facebook group. Your mom can't see it if she's not in there. Your aunt can't see it. Your husband can't see it. It's not like we're keeping all these state secrets over there, but it does create a safe, vulnerable space for a coaching client or a potential coaching client to hang out. Um, so that's why I think Facebook groups are amazing and they're free. They're right. free. Now I can't post an audacity, um, uh, audacity lab um, ad on Facebook using my group. Um, but I don't need to do Facebook ads because I have blab. Right. Right. Do you use um, LinkedIn groups or are you kind of backed off of those because it seems like the energy's going down there on LinkedIn and that it's becoming more and more just like a monetization platform for LinkedIn to sell your data to companies and, you know, sell recruiter seats to companies who are, you know, using it to find candidates and stuff. But I, I don't really ever hear of anybody occasionally, but very rarely saying like, oh, you got to join my my LinkedIn group because that's where, you know, that's where the real action happens. Well, if you're a career seeker, you need to join a, the LinkedIn groups and you need to talk to Vicki Aubin, not me, right? You need to talk right. to a career coach who knows LinkedIn in and out because that's what it's for. It's for corporations and career seekers and big organizations. That's That's where it's at. It's perfect for that. It's not the best place for solopreneurs like myself to sell my self-help goods because you're going over there to post your resume, not right, to right. talk about your inner critic. Um, so yeah, it, you sh and I would just throw this down, Ross, if you haven't met with Vicki yet, she would be an excellent addition to talk LinkedIn um, because she awesome. knows LinkedIn in and out. She's who I send everybody to. Great, great. Well, thank you both. Thank you right both so much for joining us and, and Jenny, thank you. It's It's so great talking to you and of course, We'll continue this discussion uh, every week, uh, 4.30 on uh, Thought Leaders Platform, 4.30 p.m. here on, on Blab, 4.30 Eastern, easy for me to say. Um, <laughs> coming up next week, we've got a great show, Roberto Blake. If you want to know anything about social media, whether it's the artistic side, either graphic design or the business side, uh, anything about how to build your following on YouTube, how to use uh, video equipment, guy is a master. You should definitely tune in. The following week, we have Robert C. Stern. Uh, the man has taken over Blab. He, he does amazing shows. He's a great storyteller, has wonderful right. interviews. Um, and we've got uh, a full lineup. Karen Graves, who's here, will be joining us for the first show in, in January. So a lot of good stuff to look forward to. So thank you, everyone, for coming by. I really appreciate it. And have a great week and see you next Monday at 7 o'clock.
Have a good night.